This just in. A jungle crew skipper reports spotting the lost safari near the African belt. As you may recall, this safari has remained missing longer, yet had more sightings than any other in history. Locally, aeroplane pilots are cautioned about landing in Settler's Field. Recent rains have created rather large bogs, which have attracted the attention of local water buffalo. Pilots should carefully review conditions before either taking off or landing. <laughs> is this big sire or is this... This Hades costume is the stinkiest costume on this brand. <laughs> Babies are often very useless when you need to get things done. Take a puff. Do you fear Bing is a sus individual. Here you leave today and enter the world of madness. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Mouse Madness, a podcast dedicated to bracketing all things Disney. I'm Chris Bowersox. And I'm Kyle Skinner. And we are your hosts for Mouse Madness. Each episode will focus on a single Disney topic, generate a bracket, and debate our way through the madness to figure out who or what is truly the best. Follow us and play along on Twitter at Mouse Madness Pod. Send us an email at mousemadnesspodcast at gmail.com or support us on Patreon by becoming a member of Jerry's Gang at patreon.com slash mousemadness. Kyle, uh, I, I've been having visions of art uh, oh, yeah. throughout the last week and, and I'm, I'm so into these Disney attraction posters that I'm going out and I'm looking at like Eric said last week, restaurant menus, billboards, right. signs on the street. And I'm going, hmm, what do I like about these? What are, what's wrong with these? It's interesting stuff. Yeah, totally. And I like that this art company, what was kind of founded on the art medium, was able to bring in some very, very pop art into this park, essentially is what this this is, is a ton of pop art. And they do it in very similar ways but also very different and that's what makes every one of these matchups and discussions so interesting is that it's not like well here's the Matterhorn this time it's on dark blue and light blue as opposed to pirates which is on red and yellow like everything has a little bit of different look but it's in that same Disneyland style and the Elite Eight's going to be one hell of a discussion I'm super excited to do it and to help us navigate our way through these posters our returning guest host, Alyssa and Eric. Welcome back, you two. You art experts, you. Hello again. We are so excited to be back and critiquing some of these posters with fresh eyes. <laughs> I just want the pod to know my stomach settled from the quickles from last <laughs> week. It's feeling better. They settled in. I'm good you to didn't go. pregame this part with any more, any more pickle juice. You've decided to go in going super super sterile this time yes <laughs> i just want folks to know you it, you don't have to you don't have to settle for a bad quick pickle like do a good pickle like do a good dill do a good sweet pickle like don't don't rush that type of stuff just just get a well-fermented pickle okay are you uh <laughs> all right let's talk more about these pickles huh are you a, a Disneyland pickle guy? Have you had a Disneyland pickle anytime? Recently? I have, not recently. Not, I mean, I, in your most recent trips, maybe. I, I, I would. I don't know. There's, there is something very refreshing about a pickle, right? Like you get the, the kind of crispiness, the vinegary, and that, that's. Oh come on, Alyssa, giving me <laughs> judgment eyes. Pick. That's why people like pickles. Is, yeah. is they give you that kind of cut of freshness, but. Um, it depends. It needs to be a hot day. Um, but I just learned don't do it before a ride. 
<laughs> don't, don't do it. Don't do it before discussing attraction posters because you're going to feel very uncomfortable. My issue with the the park pickles is, is the juice that happens in the bag that you then have to kind of navigate your way around until you finish that pickle. Yeah, you get a whiskey shot. Yeah, hop over to Carthay and I need a order was actually what a hack, Eric. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, go down Buenavista Street. Get yourself a Disneyland pickle. Show up to Carthay Circle. Say, I have reservations at the bar. Thank you very much. Walk up to that bar and say, give me a shot of whiskey. And just sit at the bar, look the bartender dead in the eyes, and take that shot of whiskey and just bite into that Disneyland pickle. What a... ah! There's our challenge for next time, Chris. Next pod trip, we're going to go ahead and do a pickle back, but it's just going to be biting into a Disneyland pickle. Not me. Nope. (laughs) I'm out. I'm out. Sorry. Same. I don't do it. I don't do pickles. Never liked a pickle. Oh, come on. You've nope. never liked a pickle in your life. No, thank you. It's a I'll cursed f- fruit. I'll find you a, I'll find you a good pickle. I, I think we now need, uh, if everyone didn't know, Alyssa designed our podcast stickers that we sold once upon a time. I think we need a pickle podcast sticker oh, coming man. back around. And maybe in the style of an attraction poster. Disneyland Ew. pickle. Yeah. Something to think about. Pickleback yeah. pickleback shot right in front of a roller coaster just to encourage <laughs> false just bad behavior in general. Oh man. Uh well I mean speaking of drinks, speaking of little drink hacks, we gotta talk about some spoonfuls of sugar. What are we what are we drinking today, y'all? Kyle, what do you got? I am wearing my Trader Sam's uh, Tiki shirt, of course. It's in very similar font to our Enchanted Tiki Room poster. Uh, I wish that I had a tiki drink in hand, but I don't. What I reached back in for was yet another big wave. I've forgotten how much I enjoy these Kona brewing beers. Huh. They're very okay. light and easy to drink. Even their IPA isn't, isn't too heavy. Their longboard lager is very delicious. This big wave is just so easy to drink. Uh, it is fairly low in alcohol percentage, if I remember correctly. I think it's hovering around the 4%, 4.5% range. So it's just, yeah, 4.4. It's just such a, a crisp drink. And I, it's not every day that I drink out of a glass bottle these days. I'm kind of, uh, you know, hmm. grab a four-pack of cans. So it's a nice little switch up for the podcast here. Very Chris, cool. Uh, I know that you've got the Walt Disney World bod that you need to maintain. Are you sticking to the water today? Yeah, I mean, I uh, if y'all missed last week's episode, I'm I'm in the midst of my transformation into Florida man. Um, in fact, when you're listening to this episode, I have just gotten back from a weekend trip to Miami. Uh, I really hope I stuck to that South Beach diet while I was down there, but uh, you know, still got a few more weeks till Typhoon Lagoon, um, and I'm sticking to my low calorie diet, low calorie beverage options. I would just, I would like to give some flowers to Diet Root Beer today. Okay. Um, diet sodas, they don't really taste a whole lot like their uh, regular soda counterparts. So, um, Diet Root Beer, on the other hand. Very close to the real thing. Ah. Um, so, so if y'all have never given diet root beer a shot, a little less sugar, we don't really know a whole lot about the effect of artificial sweeteners on a person's <laughs> long-term health, but we sure as heck know that sugar's not great. Right. Um, 
also no caffeine in diet root beer. So like if you're trying to keep that caffeine down, I mean, there's just zero sugar, zero caffeine diet root beer. Miracle drink over there. So, <laughs> so when, when I was at spring training this year, I was looking for this. I was like, I need a, I need like a zero calorie drink with no uh, sugar in it or no caffeine, no sugar drink. Uh, what are my options? Like ginger ale, or you could go with diet, caffeine free diet, Coke, caffeine free diet, Pepsi. <laughs> Those ones, those ones are even like one step further away from their regular sugar filled yes. counterpart. Like they taste like garbage. Right. Um, and so I was like, hmm, diet root beer. I didn't even know they made diet root beer. I'm going to give that a shot. So I'm going through the, the self checkout and I go to walk out of the Walmart in Scottsdale and the woman who's like working at the Walmart self checkout area goes, hmm, that's some good root beer. <laughs> and I was like. Okay. All right. I, know I made, I made a good. good decision. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, you got the Walmart employees calling you out <laughs> saying you got that good root beer. Uh, and she was right. It's good root beer. It's great root beer. Uh, so that's what I'm drinking. Got some DRB. Uh, Eric and Alyssa, what do you got? Yeah. Eric made me earlier a uh, Tinto de Verano. Um, which is uh, sangria with seven up. Basically it's something oh. that we all go to Spain getting sangria, but the locals actually drink Tinto de Verano and it's very yummy. A uh, nice little balance of the sangria taste with a nice little fizz, lemon lime fizz. So very and delicious. We go Argentina style, which is with ice cubes and a uh, straw folks. Uh, there Come on. You go. <laughs> red wine. Don't stain, don't stain your teeth. Don't stain those teeth with that red wine. Drink it with a straw. Ask the bar again. Ask your server. Look them in the eye. Say, can I have a straw? Sorry. Can I have a straw with my red wine, please? Um, I went uh, a little bit crazy. I did. Um, here we go. What's straw in Spanish, by the way? Popote. 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 P-O-P-O-T-E. Popote, popote, por favor. That's Got good it. stuff. I I know that because when I was in grad school, we used to make people donate saliva. <clears throat> this is good for the pod. We used to make people donate <laughs> saliva. I, I quantified cortisol. It's not a big deal. Anyway, they would uh -huh. use their little straws and they would spit into the straws and I would collect it. I know it's so disgusting. Um, but I used to have to say, oh, uh, necesitas un popote to spit your into my shit so I can quantify <laughs> your stress level. Anyways, this is uh, sangria. Don't judge me. Sangria, ginger beer, gin, and a little bit of Seven Up because we ran out of sangria. Ooh. So I was trying to, I was trying to, I don't know, alchemy my way uh, to the same taste. A little witch's brew going on. <laughs> yes, and I didn't learn my lesson. There's ginger beer in here. It's very spicy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of ginger beer. <laughs> It's going hard in the tub tub. <laughs> oh man, look at you. Here we go again. Not the pickles this time, but it's the ginger beer. All right. I did not learn. <laughs> All right. So just to remind everyone, our demographic that we surveyed uh, to get our 16 best Disneyland attraction posters uh, originally on our bracket, uh, we asked Guardians of the Galaxy, Cosmic Realigned, uh, Queasy, park guests uh, people who had just stepped off the attraction feeling feeling a little upset in the tum tum like eric over there uh <laughs> ride is spinny 
ride is launchy. It's in the dark. There's some projection screens you got to look at while you're riding it too. Just a recipe for an absolute disaster. Yeah. If you ask me, um, I'm suddenly very nervous to ride this ride, uh, at the end of the month we'll see how it goes. I tend to not do well with that kind of stuff. So we'll see. I'm excited. Um, but we asked them what the best Disneyland attraction poster is, had a field of 16, narrowed it down to a round of eight that looks like this. The number one seed Haunted Mansion versus number nine seed Pirates of the Caribbean, because of course these two have to of go course. up against each other. Nola versus again. Nola, let's go. Eternal foes on the Mouse Madness podcast. We've got the number 13, It's a Small World versus number 12, Disneyland Hotel. We've got the number two Matterhorn bobsleds versus number seven Jungle Cruise and number three People Mover versus number six Enchanted Tiki Room. Kyle, why don't you go ahead and take this first matchup? I mean, I guess I can appreciate that for once they're not meeting in the finals of a bracket. Yeah, yeah totally. Especially with Pirates being ranked so low. Uh, but it, it made it into second round. I didn't even pass Pirates on last time, but it's the number one Haunted Mansion versus number nine Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, we talked a lot about the typography on the Haunted Mansion, the kind of transparency of the uh, translucence of the ghosts and in, in that screen printing format was able to show that these are these are ghosts. Uh, you can see through uh, Top Hat Boy. What was that fool's name? Uh, Ezra. Ezra's hat. You can see the Haunted Mansion in the background through his hat. So, you know, these fools are are dead ghosts in horrifying sight and sound. Very like green, evil-feeling poster uh, with the lighter green to show some shading, but you also have the dark, mysterious side that is completely black of the mansion itself. Now, here's something that I really like about the Haunted Mansion poster with the use of the greens and that black is that I interpret it as one of two things. Number one, it is nighttime and the moon is shining, like a full Mm. moon is shining on the mansion, which makes it look even scarier than it might look during the day, which is why that shadowing is so effective. It's still like mysterious. You don't really know what's around that corner. You don't really know what's on the side of that building because of the way that it's shaded. And that, that, is enticing. Uh, you also have the ghosts trying to get out of the mansion. They're hitchhiking away from the mansion. Why would they be wanting to leave this haunted mansion? That's also something that draws you in. So it's either a full moon or even better, what I like to assume is that this was a, a moment captured during a strike of lightning. Because when you're in the mansion, you walk through the hallway and lightning is flashing outside the window as it's like raining and stuff. I'd like to imagine that this is there's a lightning strike, a flash of lightning, and it is lighting up the side of the man or the front of the mansion in a in a way that is just a, a flash in the pan. And with that flash, the ghost kind of appears a stretch, maybe. But I enjoy thinking that that is the tie into the the hallway part of the queue as you walk through, and it's a, a lightning storm going on outside. So. You have the New Orleans Square font type down at the bottom as well. But interestingly about that is that it's different from the they've been dying to meet you in horrifying sight and sound font. And it's different from the Haunted Mansion font. But it's also different from the New Orleans Square font in the Pirates uh, poster, which is what it's up against. It seems like they're, they're similar 
fonts, but definitely not the same. They're similar in that it feels like this this new Roman, this time times type font. Serif font. Serif. Ser- okay, great. Serif. <laughs> uh, but one is a little more compact than the other one. And I don't know if that's just because they wanted to fit it in the 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 way that the Pirates poster is laid out or not, but it's a little bit different than what it is in, in Haunted Mansion, with the Haunted Mansion being the wider one. I didn't pass the Pirates one on last time because I felt like it didn't give enough insight into the attraction. Uh, I It was interesting that you liked, Chris, the sail, sail with the wildest crew that ever sacked the Spanish main because I've always... I just never really thought of that as being like, wow, yeah, heck yeah, <laughs> sort of saying. I don't know why. And I have, like I said last time, I have this poster and it's just, that just seems like a, I don't know. You're not necessarily sailing with the crew. You're sailing through moments of anarchy within <laughs> the crew's kind of pillaging of this Spanish side town. Uh, but not necessarily sailing along with them. Uh, so th- I, th- I think that it's an interesting use of the wording, but it definitely w- makes you want to hop on and see what what that is all about. I love the Pirates of the Caribbean wordmark in this way, uh, especially with the of the looking like it should have the little, the little slash through it, but that it got rid of it. So it's just like of the slightly misaligned to fit in with the banner. Uh, and it also kind of matches the same, 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 but different font that you see in the auction scene on the banner that hangs uh, behind the auctioneer, where I think it just says auction on it. But it's in that similar like red and black type font on the white banner itself. So I like that that's represented, even though that's definitely not what they're alluding to here on this poster. The red on the the kind of burnt orange is really nice. The map is intriguing. You will kind of want to see what all of those places are. And maybe you're going to go to those places. Maybe you won't. It is mysterious. Uh, but I, I think I'm still going to go with the mansion as the one seed moving on here. I think that it just does such a great job of giving you so many elements to look at in a way that is clean and simple yet effective, even all the way to the kind of forced perspective up towards the bats at the top of the house. Everything is, every element of this is spooky, including in like the tall overgrown grass uh, that the house sits on. It's just such a simple, clean way to be like, get ready. Things about to get horrifying if you go on this. So come join us. I I like that a lot. I'm going to go with the one seed. Um, I definitely disagree with your theories on why the sky's green in the Haunted Mansion poster. Uh-huh. Um, I, well, I don't think, think it's can... why it's green. I said, I think why the, the house is lit up full okay, moon yeah. or lightning. Strike. Sure. Uh, I, I did go ahead and do some very fancy Photoshopping. Uh, I would love to uh, screen share with you all, uh, right now. I basically uh, uh, very hastily uh, transformed the sky from uh, green uh, to black. Uh, so, so how are we feeling about this this black sky version of the Haunted Mansion poster? I like it because it feels like the house is coming out of the shadows almost. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's forming out of the night, out of the darkness. 
but I don't think that it that's necessarily what the attraction always is because it exists during the day. Uh, Alyssa, Eric, any observations? It does feel a little scarier, like and more Halloweeny. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, but I do. I do like the green. I the colors because they're not so literally like us a, a haunted, like scary Halloween night. I think it tells a different story. Um, I don't know. I. What do you think, Eric? Yeah, the 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 green helps with some of the kind of dimension we're seeing. Right, this. right, right. Um, I yeah, I think I think the like a black background would make this look scarier. Um, but then again, is Haunted Mansion a scary attraction, or is this supposed to be just you know, as I said last week, a fun house of sorts? Right. Um, so I think there's definitely an argument for for both. Ultimately, they are limited by you know the number of colors they can put on the poster, and it was like, all right, so we got we got to do a, a light green, uh, black, and dark green, some combination of those three for this, you know, house plus sky. Um, right. And they just made it work. So um, ultimately it's okay. It is what it is. Um, I think Kyle, you're just really underselling this Pirates of the Caribbean poster. And I don't know why uh, the idea that we are sailing with the wildest crew that ever sacked the Spanish. I mean, I think that is accurate. Uh, I very much picture the, the passengers on the attraction as a, uh, you know, document documentary film crew or something who's like following along and like, maybe they're not on the boat with everyone, but they're definitely, uh, involved and like you're experiencing the pirate culture firsthand um you're sort of an accessory to everything that they're doing um in this town and uh, you're you're up close and personal with them the whole way uh you look like you you, you don't like that <laughs> i just don't you're not you're you're sailing through a moment of this crew's existence but you're not sailing along with them to like a big portion of your experience is in the same town at two different moments in time. One before it's burned, one while it's burning. And not at any point besides you passing beside the boat that is attacking the town do you actually sail along with. You, you, you're sailing through what feels like the canals of this town and you're seeing literally the same place evolve into from pillaging into burning down. I mean, you're you're sailing next to them when they're in the harbor, like outside of the town. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And absolutely. so in my head, like we've been sailing with them for a while, <laughs> you know, like we, <laughs> by the by the uh, whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Here's an interesting question. Who do we think this pirate guy is? Uh, because he definitely doesn't look like any pirate we see in the ride. Mm hmm. Uh, could he be one of the pirate skeletons that we see? Uh, whether it's the captain who's obsessed with his own treasure or the one who like dies at the wheel. Yeah. Or maybe the one that gets that has the sword through his chest and the chicken's living in his head. Because <laughs> doesn't he have like a little captain hat? He does have a captain hat, but I think it's a seagull, not a chicken that's living up in the... Uh, well, you know, same thing. <laughs> same chicken exact in his thing. head. Uh, well, that's the why they call outside. seagulls. That's why they call seagulls chicken of the chicken. sea. I just want to butt in because I'm the bird resident bird expert. Please, <laughs> they're not the same thing. 
<laughs> one's a sea, one's a one's a seabird, one's a domestic. Sorry, just had that. Uh, uh, no, I mean, it's fair. You wouldn't eat a you wouldn't eat a seagull. Well, you would should you? not. They are so dirty. Don't eat seagulls, folks. Please. You burn off those germs. Cook it up real quick. Oh, yeah. God. How does the germs get into the meat if they're like? No, no, no. Just think about. Like, you don't just eat the meat. You might eat the liver. You might eat the. People eat all kinds of parts of animals, but don't don't eat a seagull, please. Those are dirty right. ass birds. We'll, we'll test your theory. <laughs> we'll test yeah, that the out. pirates. The pirates like of the idea. Caribbean one hundred percent ate seagulls. <laughs> Probably. I Probably. won't say with certainty that they ate seagulls, but they they made they grilled up some chicken nuggets made out of seagull meat on the boat and, and they, they invented McNuggets right then and there. <laughs> right then and there. I uh, agree that there might be seagull meat in chicken McNuggets. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Uh Chris, you, you bring up a very good question though, and I I would lean towards the captain that is laying in bed looking at the map. I think okay. that's who this person is. Wow. Very interesting. So this map is sort of a Pirates of the Caribbean attraction prequel. Uh, like this was him. This was him before we got on the ride. Right. Exactly. Um, there's some, they look like some um, uh, initials on the treasure chest. Yeah. Um, it looks like a W and a K and all I can think of is Ward Kimball. And I think you're correct. If I had to guess, and I know that I've looked this up before, yeah, it's definitely Ward Kimball. As I look at, like, just quick Google says it's it's Ward. So this this map, this sort of like map texturing in the very back that we've talked about a couple times, I didn't really notice that this was on here until we started looking at these a little bit closer. Uh, this map background texture is very popular in the sports design world right now to give a little <laughs> bit of depth to those those lineup graphics and those final <laughs> score graphics you'll find them throughout sports um i don't know like the uh, haunted mansion poster i love it. It, it 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 hangs in my apartment but the pirates one i just i get that sort of feeling of um lawlessness and griminess and excitement mm. and adventure when I look at this pirate and the expression on his face. He's double fisting dangerous weapons. <laughs> he's got he's got a sword and a firearm like And the parrot is uh, stoked. And the the parrot's just high on life because he didn't get eaten and the seagull got eaten before he did. Um I'm going with Pirates of the Caribbean. All right. And in, 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 a, in a rare uh, Kyle going with Mansion and me going yeah. with Pirates <laughs> moment, Alyssa and Eric are breaking the tie. Oh, man, already. Um, yeah, this is a tough call. I, I feel like I'm Team Mansion on this one. It is, I mean, I just, I'm a designer. I love fonts. The fonts they use in this particular poster, it's just, I don't know. They're beautiful. And the colors are way, it has just, I think way more dimension and tells a more interesting story to me. Um, just because I think when we look at Pirates of the Caribbean, we already kind of know what to expect, but Haunted Mansions, I don't know. It's, it's giving more room for interpretation and it's, it's leading, it's, I don't know, giving you something to think about and wonder. Hmm. Um, and it's not as, I don't know, literal, to the ride so 
Um, yeah, I would say Haunted Mansion for me. Yeah, I'm going to save some of my my reasons for, for later because folks, th- this one is this one has to go through because huh. I'm just thinking about the silkscreen like process of this compared to everything we've seen. Like maybe there's a couple on this list, but the, the detail in here is, is pretty incredible. Um, the ghostliness of the characters, right? Like that, that's a, that's a, that's part of how this is produced, but it, like it produces like this cool, like ghostly gradient just look at the face on the individual with the the hairy one. Like mm-hmm. that that is what nightmares are made of, right? Like that's a <laughs> spooky, spooky face. And I mean, I'm just thinking of like young ones going on this ride. This is a terrifying ride if you were a little one. Like it doesn't yeah. the build up to the ride, the like waiting in waiting for the elevator, the darkness of the ride, the movement of the ride, it's absolutely terrified. Um, so I think this just communicates the vibe, vibe check, <laughs> scary, haunted mansion goes on. Yes. Oh, the vibe. Vibe check, scary. Love it. All right. Next matchup, we've got uh, a really interesting one. Uh, two uh, low seeds that had a little upset. Uh, it's the number 12 Disneyland Hotel poster versus number 13 It's a Small World poster. I talked a lot about what I like about It's a Small World on the last episode. Uh, you've got a lot of white space here to, to bring your focus into the subject of this poster. Definitely unique amongst a lot of these other busy posters. Um, you've got to, the, an appropriate font weight on the It's a Small World mark at the top of the page. Alyssa remarked on the like one skin tone that all of these little kid drawings have. Um, I guess I would compare it to like the yellow emoji. It's like skin (laughs) tone neutral. uh, So as to just make everyone kind of the same. Um, And it's a, it's a Mary Blair design poster. Come on. You got to give respect to the goat. Yep. Disneyland hotel. I didn't really talk about this poster uh, in the last matchup, but uh, this is another one that recruits the use of a lot of white around it to kind of uh, draw your attention to what's at the middle. The depiction of uh, Disneyland park, definitely very whimsical. The depiction of the Disneyland hotel, not quite as whimsical, a little bit more of an attempt at like a real, uh, like layout of what you might find at the hotel. Mm -hmm. Something that's really interesting is that they include the car, like cars, uh, at the top of the, the like hotel section. I mean, when this poster came out, I mean, cars were still kind of on the up and up <laughs> in America. So the idea that like, oh, this hotel has a parking lot. Let's go. Right. Uh, I'm sure that was kind of an exciting uh, or a useful thing to know about a hotel that like, oh, yeah, we look, it looks like we got a place to park the car while we're there, too. Uh, so kind of an interesting little little glimpse into history when we're looking at this one. The pool definitely does not look like this anymore. <laughs> it's, it's a little rectangle pool with just a few uh, pool chairs around it. Definitely looks like a motel pool that you might find off of um, Catella or Harbor Boulevard these days. Uh-huh. Uh, so this this color combination, this this light pink 
kind of a lighter green and light blue uh, with the with you know mostly white uh, background. Very gentle, very very, very soft, gentle. you know. And you look at this this uh, poster, and and you really feel some of that, you know, classic like. Uh, magical Disney design. There was that, that period in, in Disney marquee history, uh, where it was, it's like the, all of the letters are in different little tiles. Yeah. Uh, this reminds me a lot of that, uh, kind of a similar feeling where it's just very, just very pleasant, you know, very nice, super unaggressive. Uh, and that black on the white just looks, it just looks so good. <laughs> uh, the information that they that they talk about on this this poster is interesting, you know. Emphasis on conveniency, emphasis on there being restaurants, shops, swimming pools, and playgrounds all at the uh, hotel. I would love to know what that playground looks like. I know for real. Uh, <laughs> what type of death trap does that look like? Can't imagine that it was super safe, but um, yeah, there's no I guess way. there was a playground there. Um, and also the note that the hotel's open seven days a week. Yeah, like were hotels not open seven days a week? Back Apparently then? not. But I, here's the why I think they said that was because Disneyland wasn't open seven days a week. Ah, okay. So the hotel Makes is sense. even if the park's not. Uh, how do we feel about the arrows? You've got an up arrow, a pink up arrow, and a pink down arrow. Yeah, Alyssa and Eric are shaking their head. Nah, they're not about the arrows. <laughs> it's too literal. Too I mean, we're saying literal. it's too literal. Like, you don't, I, I don't need those arrows. I get it. Like, it's a Disneyland hotel. Like, it's, it literally says a convenient, leisurely way to visit Magical Kingdom. Like, it seems like it's, it's more than is necessary. Uh, yeah, it's like, that's another one of those things, kind of like we were talking about the Toad poster. Like, maybe take one thing away. I think that that would probably be the thing that I take away. I don't know that that would mess that might mess with like maybe the balance of of the thing. Um, maybe, but but I don't know. I think ultimately this Disneyland hotel poster is one that uh, is a definitely a fun find, but it has to be the It's a Small World poster for me. Um, just so clean, so simple. I don't love the fact that the presented by Bank of America is immortalized on this attraction poster, but I think I'll live with it for this matchup. Sure. Uh, you guys want to see what the the playground was at the Disneyland hotel in those early sure days. Do. Oh, gosh, sure do. All right. Cursed. So uh, drum roll, please. Uh, at this very fancy resort, a Disneyland, a novelty in the fifties and sixties. Look at this playground. Oh no. Oh God. So it's someone died there. You someone already died know. There. Someone died here. <laughs> it, it's literally like one of those old, old school playgrounds where everything is just, iron bars you have like a monkey bars you have a swing set kids would get burned the kids would get burned it, those those surfaces are hot yeah oh my god uh let's go ahead to this next photo oh from another angle we got it's a lot we of got trees. Some swings happening we it looks like a slide is going down lots of trees right. not a lot of grass doesn't right. look like and a nice iron slide for the los angeles sun oh, <laughs> keep yeah. that yeah. real good here's my favorite one. Shorts. I can hear Here, it here's the here's the death trap <laughs> oh, one of those, this yeah, is like my the, elementary school had one of those. I love yeah. those things. You fall through, you hit your head 19 times. <laughs> it it's okay. You fall through, you actually never hit the ground because you just get caught up in <laughs> right. one of the 
the rings. It's a massive monkey bar jungle gym system for those that are listening. And I'll probably put this on social to be honest, but uh, that looks like it's made of old plumbing systems. It's a lot of plumbing pipes. Sustainable. It's still got, the, it's still got the, all the stuff from the plum, plumbing situation. Too. Inside. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you knock it open, you get a little treat. So yeah, that's the Disneyland Hotel Playground that they advertised. I don't know if that's necessarily uh, a selling point once you see it, but it it was there. And I think they that's not an image. They didn't have Wi-Fi back then, y'all. So. That's true. They didn't. They had brochures and <laughs> and you showed up and you said, oh, wow, this is it. A playground. And even in, honestly, actually, let me go ahead and go back to sharing my screen. Even in the pl- pamphlet, the playground is just that dumb swing set. A little what? Sally on the swings here. Like wow. that, that's the playground. Playground. Oh, that's yeah. a shuffleboard. shuffleboard. Let's go. Uh-huh. <laughs> you got your tram. Look at all this parking. Parking, 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 parking. They're letting you know that you can bring your car, bring right. your car, bring your car. You're right, uh, Chris. That's that's like the hot spot. Like, it is. And I and car cars. culture, right? Like having these these mid-century 1950s cars was a big deal, especially back then. So while we're looking currently, for those that are listening, at basically the travel brochure of the Disneyland Hotel, those elements aren't in the poster, which is what we're actually talking about. But they do advertise that there's a playground and we saw what that playground is. Uh, I, y'all can stop hating on the arrows. I love the arrows. Uh, here's, but it, it's definitely going to be, it's a small world. The, the simplicity of it matches really the simplicity in the, the message of the attraction, which is we have more in common than we have different. It's a small world after all. And all of us can sail peacefully on this ship together uh, it's. I think that it really embodies what that ride was attempting to 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 say, all in one nice simple poster. Without it being too busy, they could have put the like facade of the attraction in the background. Like, no, we don't need that. Let's just put the boat. I love that a lot. I have some theories on the colors that I can bring up next time because it's definitely moving on. Eric and Alyssa, uh, I have a feeling that those pink arrows. We're throwing you off and you were going to go small world with us. Yeah, definitely. Small team, small world. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll save our comments for the next round then. <laughs> sure. All right. Let's talk about this next matchup. It's the number two Matterhorn versus the number seven Jungle Cruise. So Alyssa had talked about last time uh, we questioned like why were all of those kids just the same colored tone? Maybe. They couldn't really figure out the skin color uh, and and make it happen. Well, Small World Attraction came after Matterhorn. And here we are with the Matterhorn and their dark skin tones for the, the attraction riders, which is a really interesting choice. And I kind of wish that I was able to do some research as to maybe if there was a, a reason why they chose to make these folks people of color or if it just is and here's what i think it is you can't have white people on snow or else yeah. they're gonna look like the clowns in <laughs> like if you made even if you made them like a peachy tone i don't think that's going to look as good against that white snow so hmm. they needed to make the outlines and the people stand out enough away from the the snow backgrounds so they made them dark uh regardless hell yeah 
let's get some let's get some people of color on this mountain baby the only really only poster that we can tell where it looks like people of color but the blonde hair is a choice uh, <laughs> i feel like you don't really see that until the mid 2000s when white girls were tanning themselves that color and then they had their natural <laughs> blonde so maybe the matterhorn was a predicting trends with that choice uh Eric and Alyssa, you both brought up very good points about the color choices here in the red and yellow. And Alyssa, it, it, Eric suggesting speed, which was always a myth growing up that was like, if you had a red car, you're more likely to get pulled <laughs> over because it looks like you're going faster. If that theory holds true, then heck yeah, you should use red in these. And, and it kind of says that you're going to be going fast. But then this kind of hunger for adventure that red and yellow put together I think is very smart and they probably knew that. I mean these these folks were color theorists. They you watch something like Sleeping Beauty and that has color theory all over it. And so to transfer that mindset and the those practices into the poster like this for an attraction that had never been done before, got to remember that this was the first steel tube co- coaster in the world. Uh it, it's an important draw to be like this is going to be fast, it's going to be adventurous. And you don't quite know what's in that mountain, but you're going to go down it. And I think it, it does really well. I was telling Chris before we started recording that I had a shirt that had this attraction poster on it. And I think that literally two weekends ago, I, I gave it to Goodwill. <laughs> I was looking to wear it for this recording, uh, but it was it was exactly this. The skin tone of the people since I've bought that shirt, I bought that shirt in like high school. It, they're now green. But uh, I think that's just due to the oxidation of the the coloring, the paint, as I've washed it over and over again. I just really like that this looks like you're not only like a travel poster, you're going to go to the Matterhorn, uh, but also you're going to ride down it. I think it's it just does hmm. both of those things so, so well. Up against the Jungle Cruise... This is a, a classic poster. I like the simplicity and, and just everything that you could want out of adventure as far as like the jungle goes. A massive elephant, like, yeah, I hope I see one of those and it seems a little dangerous. Uh, the hippos, yeah, especially at that time, like in America, we don't necessarily have hippos. Don't know how big zoos were in the 1950s. Hopefully not big because that doesn't seem very safe for the animals. Uh, but to think that you're going to encounter these things as as you ride down this river is incredible and also paired to the fact that like millions upon millions of people were watching the disneyland tv show and almost every single park update they showed footage of like we're building the animatronics of the animals in the jungle cruise and they would always highlight the elephants the giraffes and the hippos like those were the animatronics that they always focused on so to like buck double down on that and put it on the poster and reinforce people like oh we're gonna see those things that we saw them build i wonder how realistic they are uh at the time was probably mind-blowing to see uh little kid with the gun not a huge fan of it uh but of course this is also at the time when they had like three or four shooting ranges in the park like that was just part of that western aesthetic culture that they wanted to provide at the park little aggressive in this in this case uh, even if the skipper is shooting it there's just a lot more uh for a, an adventure versus adventure matchup here I, I i think i'm gonna have to go matterhorn i think it's just a picturesque poster 
that really makes you want to go on that adventure. While this Jungle River one looks fun and exotic, uh, there's it, it just doesn't pop and, and scream, come, come experience it like the Matterhorn poster does. Thank you for uh, bringing up the Matterhorn poster shirt because it unlocked a memory that I have where oh. I too owned a Matterhorn shirt. Um, as a little kid, though, it uh, looked like this uh, oh, yeah, for no. you podcast <laughs> listeners. It uh, had a Yeti, giant Yeti popping out in the background and Mickey, Donald, and Goofy uh, looking real scared of that Yeti and splashing down into some water. So What a good, what a good shirt. And now what I'm, a great shirt. Now I'm unlocking and Eric might be able to, to back this up. I had this Jungle Cruise shirt as well. I had both the Matterhorn and the Jungle Cruise poster shirts. 100%. Do you remember? Do you remember, Chris? Uh, Downtown Disney used to have a a shop that was like Twenty First in Maine, I think it was called, and they would have retro esque uh, merch in it. I think so. Yeah, that's where I bought this. I think now it's mm. it's where the um that like uh, it was a. Uh, like a princess makeover shop for a while mm, and then it turned into yeah. like a nail salon. I think it was there once upon a time in the mid 2000s. But anyways, yeah. that's where I, think I had both of these shirts. Anyways, yeah. your Matterhorn shirt's way better than what I had. <laughs> uh, debatable. But <laughs> um, I, I just, this red and yellow, I just cannot get over this red and yellow thing. Like I'm not going to lie. I just don't like it. And I get ah. makes me not want to look at this poster uh eric on the last episode mentioned that the matterhorn looks real big uh in this in this poster which i definitely agree with but uh we did not point out the fact that the tip of the matterhorn is obscuring uh the bottom of the t and e on the matterhorn word mark which Mm -hmm kind of gives it a little like three-dimensional effect but also makes it feel like oh the the mountain's so big this poster can't even contain it (laughs) getting in the way of our letters the matterhorn's so big (laughs) um the it's just hard because i don't necessarily love the jungle cruise poster either we get a lot of yellow in this one too and i don't like yellow um the the cutouts of the trees and the foliage in the foreground look like super hastily cut out. Um, you mentioned the kid with the gun. I just think about the, uh, the kid who shot the glass at the, at the haunted haunted mansion. (laughs) Um, so I guess there's some realism depicted in this one. (laughs) The Adventureland (laughs) font, definitely different, obviously than the Adventureland font that is in the, uh, Tiki room. Yep. Uh, poster. But so jarring because for true life adventure, ride the is one font. Jungle River is a second font. Adventureland is a third font. And then you have Congo Queen written on the boat in a fourth font um, that for some reason feels like a label maker. Like it's just the Mm. most boring like slap. It just it looks like they added it in post or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, this, the red skin tone on the skipper also really weird. Uh, yeah, I, I think I've talked my way out of advancing the jungle river poster. I begrudgingly <laughs> will advance the Matterhorn, um, just for the tip, just for that Matterhorn tip, just for the tip. 
Just the tip. Eric and Alyssa, how do we feel about this? Yeah, we love Matterhorn. Team Matterhorn. <laughs> I want this on a shirt. Yeah, I want that shirt. But I want Kyle's. Yeah, yeah. maybe we'll thrift it somewhere. Do you, do you... Go ahead to uh, Out of the Closet Thrift short oh. Store here in Oakland uh, by Lake Merritt. It's probably sitting on a rack somewhere. On it. Only if this No, wait, it's gone. It's been yeah. purchased already because I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah maybe. I went fast. By the time they listen to this show, it's gone. Yeah, the green the green people. Are you kidding me? Oh God, yeah, that's a variant. That's high high uh, priced variant poster. All right, well we've got the final matchup of the round of eight. It is the number three seed people mover versus number six enchanted tiki room. What a, what a difficult matchup. Uh, love me the people mover poster. You can listen to, to my breakdown on the last episode. I didn't really get to talk about the Tiki room. There's surprisingly a lot going on with this poster. Uh, I, I will say I am distracted by what you were mentioning on the last episode, Kyle, the at the gateway <laughs> to Adventureland yeah. feels like a, the wrong choice. Wish they maybe put at the gateway to on top of Adventureland and left aligned it and then center justified the whole thing. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I love this font that they've used for, for enchanted Tiki room for adventure land where the letters are kind of spilling over into each other in a way that feels, uh, really, um, like hand drawn and handcrafted. Mm-hmm. Um, unpredictable. So, so it kind of gives that feeling of like, uh, craftsmanship yeah. that exists in this adventure land, uh, world, the birds, uh, we got, we got all our bird boys, uh, that <laughs> are the in the show, boys. all the bird boys depicted here. Um, but what's interesting is that they, they're, they're kind of like huddled up in a little conversation. Yeah. Uh, we've got, uh, the, the one bird who we, I guess are going to assume that it's Jose, yeah. um, kind of talking to the other three and they're listening very intently. Like maybe he's telling a story, he's um, giving show notes. And, yeah, I mean it's really cool. You can you can use your imagination to maybe think about what they may be talking about. Yeah. A lot of fine details on the uh stick ring that they're they're sitting on. Uh you've got the tiki gods that appear in the uh tiki room pre-show on the right side of this poster. Um in the background there's some really nice texture. Yeah. I don't know if it's supposed to be like uh, trees or the sky clouds, uh, just kind of like a dye of some kind. I, I don't really know, but mm. it's cool. It, it it gives it a little bit of depth. Some of these posters, like I said before, just come off so flat. Um, and this one, this one definitely does not, which I really love. Uh, you've got Walt Disney's on the top, which I I, I always find that really funny the way that they refer to it as Walt Disney's enchanted tiki room, you know, like he's yeah. the, he's the mastermind. He's the godfather of this whole operation. Like we like, of course it's Walt, we're at Disneyland. It's everything's Walt Disney's. Right. Um, I think he did the same thing with the carousel of progress. If I'm remembering correctly. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, these ones, this is really tough. Uh, I think the greens of the Enchanted Tiki Room poster are a little bit more calming to me. Um, and the people mover with that with that bright blue and that bright orange can get a little bit uh, 
can make the eyes a little bit tired if you look at it too long. So I think I'm going to go with the Tiki Room. I think it just does a little bit of everything in a really great way. Yeah, I the the People Mover one and <laughs> Alyssa with the uh, the Disneyland font being uh, the word mark being a little bit different than what we think of it as or where it appears literally anywhere else. I don't hold me to this, but it feels like they almost ripped it from the like Disneyland original Disneyland sign that was outside of the park where each letter was like yeah. separated in its own box. Don't yeah. really remember if it was written in this same style. Uh, it it could have been. I, I didn't look it up, but and it makes me think that they just like erased the boxes around, slapped it on really quick because the sponsor needed the poster ASAP. And I, it's also interesting because if this was the attraction poster, which I'm pretty sure it was, that was in the parks and it said Disneyland, if maybe somewhere, somehow there are plans for the people mover to be extended out of Tomorrowland and be more of a in-park sort of huh. transportation system, so they didn't limit themselves to just Tomorrowland, or because it's presented by Goodyear, they repurposed this poster as an ad to go to print elsewhere as well. And maybe it showed up in Goodyear stores and shops and, and you know, in Goodyear print and catalogs. And they needed just to brand it as Disneyland because if you put Tomorrowland, people outside of the context of Disneyland aren't going to know where it is. So I, I would be interested in seeing if that's kind of the reasoning behind it. I like this blue a lot and I like the pop of the orange on it. I think that the folks look like they're having a real good time. Ryan through this people mover looks like an older crowd as opposed to maybe some of the other posters in which we have more of a family aesthetic. These all look like adults that are writing on this. And maybe that leans into the idea that the adults are going to be buying the tickets and this poster might be showing up in places outside the park. So they want to entice the adults to see the transportation of tomorrow. Maybe the kids don't really care about the transportation of tomorrow. But at the end of the day, these are family parks, right? And what the Enchanted Tiki Room does so well is that it draws you in with that mystery of ride tomorrow's transportation. That's what the people mover wants you to come experience. Tiki Room is like it's a musical fantasy with an astonishing cast of audio animatronic personalities if you're seeing audio animatronic for the first time because these were really some of the first uses of that technology you don't know what the heck that means and that might entice you to go see what it does mean and what who is this cast is who's going to be performing with me fantasy and adventure land that's an interesting take as well and chris i think you're totally correct i think that they tried to do like enchanted tiki room centered towards the left, Adventureland centered towards the right to kind of give it a little bit of a balance on on the poster itself. But then they realized, they're like, damn, wait, this Tiki Room's like almost not in Adventureland <laughs> because <laughs> it it kind of borders on on the gate of it. Is there room to shove in at the gateway too? And they're like, yeah, let's go ahead and try it real quick. And that's what they did. I love this font. I love the birds. Obviously, I have the poster in front of me, so I it has a soft spot for me in general. But I think that it ju it's just a beautiful piece of art that also accomplishes 
this kind of theatrical trailer to a show that you're about to go see. So I'm going to agree with you. I think that number six, uh, Enchanted Tiki Room, is going to take down the people mover. Eric and Alyssa, no decision for you this time around, but did you think we made the right one? Yeah, definitely. A Yeah, beautiful piece of art, like you said. And with the people mover, people mover it says people mover twice. It says mm. like, the main headline, and then it says people mover presented by Goodyear. And it's like, why are you saying it so many times? We should, we should already know. True. Uh, I would just, I, I would guess that the, the client, uh, w- the partner was much more difficult to work with uh, than the bank of America was in the, it's a small world. <laughs> yes. It was, yes. Like, it was like, it needs to say presented by Goodyear and yes. needs to say people mover presented by Goodyear. Can't just say Goodyear. We can't just slap the logo on it. Legal team. Legal. Yeah. It's always legal. <laughs> it's always legal. All right. That brings us to our first final four matchup. It's the number one haunted mansion versus number 13. It's a small world. What a, coincidence that the haunted mansion the haunted place would be going up against the number 13 here in its final four matchup all right here's my it's a small world spiel and explanation for some of these things i think that all of these kids besides like all these kids are the same color because i think that one They are trying to say that at the end of the day, we are all one. And this is that antiquated, I don't see color type uh, mindset that you would have kind of expected in those mid 60s during the civil rights kind of movement. They didn't want to make this a a race thing, not only for sellability, right? Especially at a time in which the nation was so divided around race. You don't want to put a bunch of black people on this boat and then not have your client like your your customer base want to come ride it so there's that kind of political angle at the same time i think that if you give kids crayons they may draw other kids like this where it's just very limited color usage they are they are using very basic colors they everything is very simplistic mary blair is known for that simple childlike style and so I think that that also kind of translates over to why they may be all the same color. Uh, and both those could be wrong, but those are what I'm kind of leaning towards. Like I said last time, I love the simplicity of this. I love that it's on a white background without any sort of border. Even the water itself isn't super over the top. It's just a very much an accent to the focal point of the the poster itself, which is the boat and join the happiest cruise that ever sailed around the world. I love that that slogan and that phrase and that selling point isn't just written on the poster like on some of the other ones. It's incorporated into the art itself as these little flags that the kids are either holding or have put at the back of the boat. It's a small world in lowercase, I think, makes it a little bit more approachable. You see that with brands now. Uh, They will often not right and correct grammatical uh, sentence structure with the usage of punctuation or correct capitalization uh, to be more relatable and approachable. And so to make everything lowercase makes things feel a little bit more casual. Plus, if you think about if a kid's if a kid wrote this, then perhaps uh, they would write in all lowercase and they wouldn't be grammatically correct. 
interesting that it's in quotes. Don't really know the the reason behind that, uh, other than it's a small world is what the song is titled, and I don't know if that that has anything to do with it. Uh, but I just think it's so clean and well defined and not distracting, and kind of says exactly what it wants you to to get out of it. That we can all exist on this small planet together in harmony, and we can all kind of go on this adventure together. I think it does. It just does that so well. It is so warm. It feels so Disneyland. Haunted Mansion also feels that way. But I think that the essence of the the family welcoming, the the warm, inviting nature of the It's a Small World just feels a lot more Disneyland to me and feels like a better attraction poster. Uh, Haunted Mansion is a one seed for a reason. And it's one of the the greater posters on this bracket. But I think I have the upset, the 13 over the one here. Interesting. Um, I think I'm going to agree with the upset. Um, I, I, like it's just it's a weird feeling having this haunted mansion poster hanging in in my apartment but also like actively trying to send it home the last couple rounds i did the same Um, thing (laughs) i mean i mean it's just like looking at all of these different posters i mean the the ghosts do as eric mentioned in the last uh matchup have this kind of cool ghostly quality to them this ghost gradient um as they go from head to toe it just feels like they they maybe could have done just a little bit more with it. Maybe a little bit more with the sky. Um, I, I don't know. It just feels like there's just a little bit of wasted space uh, when I'm looking at the layout. But uh, the small world one, just so confident. Um, and it's, it's, it's awesome. I love it. So I'm with you. It's a small world to the finals. Eric and Alyssa, what do we think? There's some really charming parts of, of this. Like I'm looking at the boat, right? Look at the bottom of the boat, like yes. where the water meets the boat. Yes. And like the boat has yep. this white space that make like, that's just super charming. My only question is how come we can see the people in the back? Are they standing on other folks? Like who, what's their story? <laughs> like, why can't we see those? So, yeah. Those are the, those are the lesser race. Yeah, right. Is there, vi- is there violence here? Yeah, is my yeah, question. Yeah. There's a hierarchy of race here, and the cowboy, of course, is going to be on the very top. Of looking like that smug looking cowboy. Right. That that'll hurt them next round, but I'll let that hurt them later. <laughs> we'll let that hurt them later. Right now, they can be charming. I like yeah, the little Viking girl on the bottom. <laughs> okay, then let's move over to the other side. What will meet? It's a small world in the finals. Will it be the number two seed Matterhorn versus number six in Jan Tiki Room? I'm, 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 I've been trying. <laughs> For so long to send this Matterhorn poster home, and I'm going to try one more time. I'm going to uh, send the Enchanted Tiki Room poster uh, to the finals. As I said last matchup, I think it's just really complete, very calming, especially up against this red and yellow thing we got going on uh, with the Matterhorn poster. So, uh, yeah, I got Tiki Room. Uh, This is definitely the most difficult matchup for me. Uh, not only because I own some variation of both of these posters in my lifetime, uh, but also because the Matterhorn is one of my favorite attractions and the Tiki Room is one of my favorite. I, I mean, Matterhorn's my one of my favorite rides and Tiki Room's definitely one of my favorite attractions, uh, even though it's 
very uh, kitschy and silly. I really like it a lot. Um, it's interesting here because you have two different styles. I think that the Matterhorn mid-century, almost like cut out flatness fits what you see across the board in a lot of the attraction posters, while the textured look of the Enchanted Tiki Room fits with some of maybe the newer stuff like the submarine, uh, maybe even a little bit of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Pirates has some texture to it as well. So it's interesting that they moved away from the flat of People Mover, of uh, Monorail, of Haunted Mansion, and they went to this textured approach. But I think that's also because uh, the this idea of Adventureland and of these cultures there, there's a little bit, they want to sell that there's a little bit more or there's a little bit more exoticism to it. And I think that some of these textures brings that out. Uh, and especially with like the wood carving uh, gods that we have here on the right, like it, it looks like they're carved out of wood by the texture of the wood. Um, the Adventureland font looks like it may have been written by somebody who is trying to look at words for the first time or look at letters for the first time and realizing that they're running out of space and they need to make the N fit within the T of Adventureland in order for it to all kind of sit together or it would even be carved in someplace, right? Uh, it's just it's just such a well-done poster. I'm interested in why they left this kind of open space down below a musical fantasy, like why that is so put up close to the birds and then they left the bottom so empty especially because they it looks like they try and jam pack a ton in uh in the rest of the poster it makes sense that you know maybe at the gateway could have fit up there so that it doesn't look like it's about to fly off the page there um but i just i also just really love the colorways of the matterhorn like i love that gold matterhorn in the in the the dark blue sky uh, with the white Matterhorn kind of popping out from it all. You brought up the Matterhorn kind of taking over, the mountain itself taking over the wording of Matterhorn really lends to it the size of this mountain. Uh, even if you see it in person, you're like, that's that's pretty big, especially for that time. Uh, but then you also see the movement of these bobsleds. Like the bobsleds are banking. It's It shows that they're going pretty fast if they have to take that angle. And especially at a time in the parks where there weren't really any thrill rides, this was definitely one of the first ones. You, you want to show that motion and you want to show that adventure. But it, And so both of these posters feel like they accomplish exactly what they are set to do. And that's what makes this such a toss up. And so in a you know, typical toss-up fashion. That's why we got a couple of tiebreakers here. So just for the for the to put them to work a little bit, I'm gonna go with the Matterhorn. So oh that means that uh, listen, Eric, who I know love both of these, you two are gonna have to make this decision. Yeah, this is this is uh, this is a hard one, and you know, both of you made excellent points. I think I'm gonna look at this strictly from a design perspective and that has to do with contrast it has to do with um typography spacing in the poster just because i didn't know what that meant when i first met you <laughs> yeah, yeah sure typography has to do with what we call fonts or typefaces it has to do with like letter spacing hierarchy of text so what grabs your attention 
the most, where is your, where your eyes traveling to is the most important thing, the biggest and taking up the most space. Um, and you know, maybe the slogans, the less important information is that smaller and, um, yeah, in, in an appropriate, uh, placement. So looking at all of that and all that considered as much as I love the Enchanted Tiki Room, like the colors, the vibe, the, just the, the aesthetics of it all, it, it does have a little bit of alignment issues as we've discussed before with the typography, we've got Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. And then that's, it's, that's like what it's called. It's the most important piece of information yet it is only like three fourths of the entire poster and the enchanted tiki room while it's supposed i think it's supposed to be the same font as adventureland but it is like very compressed and squished and anytime we warp typography we warp type that's a big no-no in typography is like you're supposed to keep it the original type design mm -hmm. so to see it kind of compressed and then not even centered or even the largest piece of information on this poster and not even aligned with the circle with the birds underneath it it that bothers me it's not it's not aligned the the margins like you said Kyle with the at the gateway to Adventureland <laughs> the spacing like why did they make at the gateway to all the way to the left and then Adventureland has a bit of margin on the right um I would argue maybe they didn't even use computers at this point. So they oh, yeah. do this by hand. So oh, yeah. it's like a little bit harder to be precise. But um, even the a musical fantasy line isn't aligned to anything, really. It's kind of like, well, got a lot of space on the left. It, it's not even centered to the Enchanted Tiki Room font so, or like title. So there's all of these alignment issues. Nothing really looks intentional here. Um, besides the colors and the colors are beautiful. I love the colorways, but if we're looking at it from a design perspective, it is just, you have to have reasons and clear reasons for why you lay this out the way you do. And that's missing here. I think um, also if we're looking at the spacing between lines, um, Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room, the two lines there have like the letting, that's what we call the spacing between the lines is very, um, large versus where we see a musical fantasy line that the letting there is, is smaller. So again, it's, there's a lot of inconsistencies that if we're really going to nitpick, this has, you know, Which, this is the time to, this is oh, the yeah. time to nitpick. This is the time where I'm going to shine. Um, Enchanted Tiki Room as beautiful as, as it is, it falls short to the Matterhorn where the hierarchy here, where your eyes go, um, the attention, the headline has so Matterhorns in bright yellow against the dark blue background. The contrast is there. You can read it easily. That's the first thing you see, really. And then you have the bobsleds underneath it, slightly smaller in white. And then we have the race through Alpine passes and ice caverns line in a light blue. So I think like movement wise and attention wise, your, your attention goes straight to the title of the ride, which is probably the most important part. Um, and we see the beautiful graphics. There's a lot of movement in, in the design, like Kyle, you mentioned where there's, you could really feel that they're like sliding towards you on these bobsleds. Mm -hmm. There's a sense of speed and movement. And then Fantasyland, it's not the most important bit of information. So it's kind of like at the bottom, the same dark blue as the background, but, um, it's there if you need more assurance about where it is, about where this ride is. So 
I think if we're going to nitpick, I would go with Matterhorn and say this from a design perspective is stronger, more dynamic, and yeah, no qualms with it. Eric? Oh, no, I don't have anything to add. There's nothing <laughs> I can contribute at this point. You said everything that could possibly be said. That was awesome. Thank you for I listening. learned so much from design from Alyssa. Now that I know things about design, I'm like, holy like everything is designed intentionally and it's yeah. so, it's very kind of terrifying if it's done well <laughs> absolutely all right that that brings us to the finals we have the number 13 it's a small world versus the number two matterhorn uh both in fantasy land which feels somewhat appropriate for disneyland uh one we have a thrill ride one we have a dark ride those are both very appropriate as well it feels like for, for what the park is especially today. Uh, I don't know that there's anything else to really be said, especially after what Alyssa just brought up with the Matterhorn. I think you covered it pretty well here. Uh, I, uh, man. Ah, it feels like we're getting in the, in these like final fours. We're picking like favorite kids. Like it's, it's hard because I love these both so, so much. And Oh, man. Okay, I think that I'm going to go with the Matterhorn. And I'm going to go with it because it's telling a very large story, uh, but it doesn't do it in a way that makes things a little like too busy. I think that your eye is really drawn towards the middle of the poster with the Matterhorn. And if you go down in a straight line, you hit bobsled and bobsled. Like That's what you need to know is you have middle of the poster, Matterhorn written in gold. Then you have the literal mountain. Keep going down, you have the small bobsled. Keep going down, you have the banking bobsled. And you all you have to do is look from top to bottom and you get that story written very well. While it could have been like an interior shot and it's a bobsled flying through one of the caverns and like there's a, at this time there wouldn't have been a Yeti, but there could be some sort of like mystery element to it. Instead, it keeps it travel poster meets adventure. And I think that it's that that clean, that cleanliness, that mid-century that really does it for me. Mary Blair is screams Disney, right? She she's really made her mark when it comes to her artwork in the Disney realm. She's also done this art style for Hallmark. She's done it for a lot of like uh, food products. She she did a uh, I think the Orange Juice Girl might be her name or Lemonade Girl. Uh, which was a very famous ad in the same style as these It's a Small World kids. But when she applied it to Disneyland, you get that aesthetic of of the whimsy, of the cute, of the welcoming of the family. I think it really nails it here. Uh, I, I just think that the complexity of the Matterhorn and how they're able to tell this big story in a very easy-to-see way uh, is going to put it over the top doesn't take anything away from it's a small world but i just think that there was a a degree of difficulty that they had to go through to make that matterhorn poster and they were able to nail it on the head so for me the best disneyland attraction poster is the two seed matterhorn bobsled uh, for me it's the number 13 seed it's a small world <laughs> I knew you were um, do that. Well, well come on like what do you expect from me at this point i mean it's been me versus the matterhorn this entire bracket sure. um I think the small world poster doesn't do a whole lot, um, but that's a good thing. It does just enough. Um, it gets the point across. 
Um, it is both representative of what you're going to encounter on the ride, but also sort of uh, metaphorical in, in the theme that you're going to encounter on the ride. In this case, uh, harmony, world, world, world peace. Uh, like I said before, it's it's very symmetrical, clean and confident. Love that about it. Um, love the it's a small world black on the white background, just very pronounced. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is just a classic poster. Um, in addition to it being a Disneyland attraction poster, so I have it as the best Disneyland attraction poster, which means we have a tie break to finish things off. Eric and Alyssa, it is all on you. Oh my goodness. I feel like we oh I feel like when we're on here, it's always this final showdown. That yep. we, the Mushu and Genie we're just talking about this. <laughs> and that's hard. Like it's hard to put us in that position. This one's easy, so easy. Um I can't get over um it's re- it's hard to get over the Bank of America. I, I'm not gonna count that against it, but you said it perfectly, Chris. Like it's it's forever captured in this poster. Like I'm now thinking about global capitalism. I'm thinking about how all of these individuals are being exploited, how they're being literal bodies are being stamped on top of in order to see everyone in here. Um, I'm confused by the quotes. I I, I think you're, it's a good theory that you're like they're quoting the song, but it this is the ride. Like you want, you want to go on the ride. I like there's, this is charming. That's it's doing its job. It's communicating the charm of a charming ride. And and there's parts of this, the color looks really great. Um, I think it's sweet how they're like all holding the signs. And that's the quote here. Like, I think that's a nice, mm-hmm. a nice part of this, but can you go back to Matterhorn? Yeah. All right. I'm, a, I'm about to explain why I love this. So folks, like an attraction, you're supposed to experience the world that you're inside. And like with such simple color patterns and such simple strokes, they there's just look at how many different layers there are. There's like the layer of the bobsled and there's a layer of the snow to the right of the bobsled and there's two additional layers and then there's a cliff and then there's the mountains, right? There's so much composition here and it communicates really a lot of detail of the environment here like the mountain is spectacular it makes me want to climb this mountain it makes me want to go on this ride it makes me it makes me want to just yodel like i'm, I'm feeling like i want to <laughs> let it let it fly man if you're feeling so so yodely let it fly i feel like there's a technique to do it that i, I have not i have not captured I do it in that. private yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do it off air okay perfect <laughs> And and then everything Alyssa said also just kind of convinced me. It's it's beautiful. I, I really love the color, the contrast, the composition, the environment, um, the people of color. There's there's like a detail on the bobsled where you can see another Matterhorn. Like that's awesome. Come <laughs> baby on, baby Matterhorn, little baby. Exactly. So I, I mean, this this decision for me is easy, but, but I think that you, you should be the final, (laughs) final say. So what I just said, none of that matters. No, it does. It does. But yeah, I feel like, I mean, everything I just said about Matterhorn still stands. I think the simplicity of it's a small world poster, it kind of works against it when it's being put against Matterhorn because it doesn't, it doesn't show much besides like these kids of, of different diversity and ethnicities um yet still the same you know skin color so it 
and of course the bank of America is very distracting and forever immortalized there. So I feel like, I mean, yeah, if we're talking about attractions and what's going to attract you and build the world for you for this ride, it has to be Matterhorn because that is, that's, that's what you're going to be in. That's the world you're going to be in. And you're about to ride these bobsleds and speed through this incredible snowy landscape um, versus, you know, it's a small world. It's, it's very simple, very cute, but the actual ride is chaos. <laughs> it's like loud and just, it doesn't convey that here to the extent that um, Matterhorn's poster does for Matterhorn. And um, yeah, I just feel like it's using Matterhorn's poster uses all of the space in a more compelling way than small world does. Um, and it's just a beautiful piece of art. It feels like a postcard. It's a timeless, um, it looks like a destination, uh, versus small world, small world doesn't really have that same bit of impact for me. So, uh, Matterhorn it is, I think (laughs) pretty solid on that one. (laughs) Yodeling from the mountaintops here. Uh, (laughs) we have, we have finished the best Disneyland attraction poster bracket and coming out on top at the top of the mountain is the number two Matterhorn bobsleds poster. And as we do at the end of every bracket, we are going to clap it out. Oh, we got a little refusal from Chris on that end. Hello. Huh? No clapping it out at this no, one. Huh? No the red and yellow, that is not compelling, Chris. You will not convince me that red and yellow is the reason this will not win. Hate it here. Worst wow. bracket we've ever done. Wow. <laughs> There's red protest. and yellow in It's a Small World. Right. <laughs> listen, listen, it's mostly worst. red and yellow. It's the worst. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is on the level. Okay. Okay, Kyle, you can have this one. Uh, I, I had Carrie Underwood's uh, bracket yes. champ. You know what? All right, we're even. Okay. Okay, fine. <laughs> that is fair. Uh, Eric and Alyssa, thank you for bringing... All of those great points, all of the great background, all of the great context, all of the great education to this podcast. We really appreciate you uh, being here on this one, even if Chris is a little upset about it. We hope that you return back next time because I think next time you get your jacket, uh, you get your your Baby. what your your four four five time jacket. So I uh, hope you guys come back. We love being here, guys. Thank you. So this much is so me. much fun. I need to find that shirt at thrift store immediately. <laughs> I swear to God, Kyle, we are going to find this. We're going to the bay next Day week trip too. tomorrow. Yeah, get up there quick. Definitely. <laughs> All right, everyone. That does it for another bracket. You know how to reach us. Do you have something to say about this poster selection? Are you mad like I am? You want to hop in and do some co-hosting of your own, do some pie-breaking, make sure that justice is oh delivered as it should be on this podcast, <laughs> please email us at mousemadnesspodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on social media. We are on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Discord. All of those channels are linked in the description of this podcast. Folks, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you real soon.